Welcome to Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast, season two. My name is Martina Sellers, and I am a marriage and family therapist here in the beautiful state of California, where the sun is always shining. I will serve as your host and your mental health hygienist. Each week, I will bring to you a thought-provoking topic on mental health and wellness to move you from doubt and discouragement to encouragement and empowerment. We have to stop the stinking thinking that has plagued our communities for far too long. You do not have to continue to secretly suffer in silence in the shadow of shame, but speak up, speak out, and live. Listen, I am so excited, y'all, to have on the podcast today my homeboy, my my ride or die. He's doing amazing things in the community nationwide. He's going to be a global name, y'all, that you don't want to miss out on. And I'm so excited to have him. He is none other than Dr. Dante Morrison, community change agent and social entrepreneur here in LA. So we are so glad. Listen, let's give him a warm welcome right now to the Mental Health Matters with Marty show. Dante, Dr. Dante, what's up? What's up, Marty? What's up, man? Thank you so much. Listen, <laughs> you gonna speak this doctor thing into existence? Yes, I you? am. You, you're already in school. <laughs> you're, you're just a few months shy of getting everything in, man. I am so so proud of you as a black man doing the thing out there. So, congrats! And I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's funny when you when you say a doctor, I kind of shivered a little like oh my god i'm almost there i'm almost there and now that you put it out there i can't drop out yeah, that's right that's right <laughs> and, and let the record show to y'all this is an earned doctorate not an honorary doctorate he did right. the classes and has the bill to show you what he's done <laughs> <laughs> listen the bill is right. the bill is right but no i'm, I'm for i thank god man yeah. i am I'm closer to obtaining that doctorate than I was when I started. That's how I keep looking at it. One class at a time. This is a definite, right. This is a definite journey, but I got what I would say roughly six or seven months left and I am finished. Awesome. You know, that's amazing. That's right. So for those who may not know you, you know, you and I have been doing stuff for years and you really uh, allowed me to do some work when I was starting to become a therapist in LA, man. Um, And so I want them to know who are you, what you do and why you have the passion that you do. Wow. That's a, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Who am I? Who are you? (laughs) Who am I? What do I do? Right. I do. Well, I do a lot. Yes, you do. So I'll start with, with, my bread and butter. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I am the associate director of HIV prevention services at APLA Health um, in Los yes. Angeles. So I oversee the HIV prevention programs mm-hmm. and um, things related to sexual behaviors, human sexuality, primarily for young men of color. Yeah. Um, gay, straight, bisexual, doesn't really matter. Right. And I help navigate them into HIV testing, sexual health screenings, and care services right. and oversee programs that provide linkage to care for persons living with HIV. So that is, that's my bread and butter. Yes. All right. Um, my, my religious affiliation, <laughs> I am also a licensed minister. Yes, sir. Um, I'm a licensed minister. I attend Church One Ministries in the wonderful city of Long Beach, yeah. state of California. So I work a lot there with the media ministry right. as well as the youth department um, and try to provide a lot of um, education around health and wellness and keep people abreast. Because, you know, when it comes to sexual health, mm-hmm. you know, the black church specifically um, is not one that wants to really talk about We're it too because of. Right. Exactly. Um on the entertainment side, <laughs> I host my own show on uh, Facebook and YouTube, yeah. The Dante Show, which airs Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I cover a gamut of topics ranging from, you know, sexual health, yes. sexuality, yes. church, religion, social activism, yes. even have lively conversations about music, pop yes. culture. You know, it's just it's this whole big pot of gumbo That's right. that people tune into um, all the time. And a spicy and gumbo with that, too. Right. Listen. <laughs> Right. And then um, lastly, and for the for the sake of this show, right. I am an HIV um, advocate. Well, more of an advocate now. Mm-hmm. I was an activist in the beginning, but I ain't out there in the trenches, right. you know, rallying at City Hall no more. Um, I was diagnosed with HIV in November of 1999. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've really been trying to get my community right. aware 
of the importance of HIV testing yes. and just having these conversations. So, um, yeah. And as we're about to dialogue right now, you will understand why this is still such a meaty and necessary conversation to yes, have. Yes, man. Thank you so much. So listen, you guys are going to be in for an amazing journey today. Like we said, this show is always to educate you about mental health. And thank you for sharing all that you did. And I love that you said community change agent because we need to change our stinking thinking that is surrounded around HIV and AIDS, especially in our communities of color, specifically the black community. So on December 1st is the World AIDS Day, and it started in Mm -hmm. 1988. Why is that so important? What is World AIDS Day anyway? Let's start there. What is World AIDS Day? World AIDS Day is the global recognition of HIV and mm-hmm. AIDS. It is, a, it is a day set aside for just the world to pause and reflect on this epidemic um, pandemic right. that has been going on for 30 plus yes. years. So many lives have succumbed to complications relating to um, HIV infection. People are still living with the virus. People are still contracting the virus. Um, So today set aside to kind of recognize that and push the importance of HIV testing, especially within those hard hit communities. So it's really just to to give honor to those who are in the fight, who are surviving, who have succumbed. You know, just to, to recognize. Yes, it. I love what you said, surviving, because there are, are are millions of people who are successfully living with the virus. Right. To 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 first and foremost, let's go here. I don't know about you, Dante. Um, I was at UC Berkeley when um, this whole AIDS pandemic came out, and so living in the Bay Area, which was a hot spot in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And and when I say they were dropping like flies and, and people were ashamed, embarrassed, we didn't know what was going on and everything. I lost count around 80 people that I personally knew that have died wow. from it. I know there's more than that. So I'm, I'm a surmising somewhere around 130, if not 150. I don't know. I, what about you? How many people have you known that have either suffered, died, or really even been ostracized because of it? Oh, well, being that I work in the field, it's countless. Yes, I'm sure. I mean, I work in the field and it's like my day to day. Right. So sadly, because of that, um, I become a little bit more numb, mm-hmm. you know, than some people. So when I'm hearing um, a lot of statements, they're being said like, oh, my God, such and such. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, well, where y'all been? Right. You know, HIV has not left. It has not gone anywhere. Especially in our communities, um, in our black and brown communities. We have not. It has not gone anywhere. Yeah. You know, um, it has not gotten better. You know, it's it's still a huge problem that we're not talking about. So I kind of side eye a lot of people when they're shocked or or feel like, wow, this is still a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's still a thing, believe it or Mm not. Um, So when it comes to the lives lost or people that I know who are, you know, surviving and thriving, you know, it's endless. I I know so many people who have succumbed to the the virus, unfortunately, but I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are living and you would never know right. you would have you had no idea right. that the people that you were sitting next to are are just you know hugging and hanging out with they're living with the virus yes. because it's not something that you that you can see it's not a surface yes thing. yes yes so let's talk about since we're talking about successfully living let, let's segue right mm-hmm. into that so someone who is successfully living with hiv that is, I know, and, and, and you educating me, um, is, is someone who's undetectable. What does that whole dialogue, because we're here to educate today, and I thank you for that, because we're going to be educating so many people. What does that mean to successfully live with HIV and then to be undetectable? So successfully living, for me, mm-hmm. in, in my view, is that HIV is not defining you. Yeah. You know, and for me, I, I mean, I was diagnosed in 1999 okay. and I, I've had it so long that I forgot I had, right. you know, it's, it's a part of who I am, mm. you know, at the age of 48, you know, I was what, 28, 29 when I was diagnosed. So it's like, wow, I'm 48 years oh, old. 48. I, I wish y'all could see Dante. Come on, come listen. On. You're looking good, my brother. <laughs> You're looking good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm living, I, I've, honestly almost had HIV longer than I have been alive. Wow, right. So when people find out that I don't you know, think, oh my God, you have HIV. Oh my God. And their whole face just changes. 
I'm like, you've known me for years and had no idea. So why, now that you know I have this, you want to get all sad and say, do you need anything? Can I do something for you? What are you talking about? Right. So I think when it comes to, to just surviving and living and all that is when you are now existing in a space where HIV yeah. is not defining you, you're not walking around worried and concerned about who's going to find yeah. out. It's like I'm I'm open with mine because I don't really care. I don't, I don't, I'm too old to care at this point. How did you know? But how did you get to that point of not caring for those who might be listening, who struggle with it, who might have HIV or or even share Uh it with friends, family, because they might look at you differently? Right. I think I got to that point. Honestly, someone outed me one time Mm. at at work. Um, I had, I had confided my status to a friend and the friend worked with Mm -hmm. me and the friend you know, not maliciously right. told another coworker. Right. You know, like because they were concerned, and then that coworker could not hold water. Okay. So, mm. so once once it leaked, and and once the story got out, I was infuriated, of right. course. But then it dawned on me. I was like, I want to tell my own story. Ooh, that's good. I don't. I don't want anybody, you know, telling my business, you know, and like that. So let me just get in control of this. Let me tell my own story. And then once I started noticing how many people were living with HIV, but but dealing with suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. they were depressed, they were sad, mm. and 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 most folks they were they were sad not because they had HIV. Right. They were sad because they did not have a support system. They yes. were sad because they, they felt that if I tell somebody yes. I'm going to be ostracized, yes. demonized, I'm never going to date again. Yes. You know, so that was the sadness. Right. The, the illness was one thing, but it's that mental anguish that people put upon themselves yes. as a result of having HIV that was that was taking the toll. Yes. And I said, well, I have friends. I have yeah. friends that know. I have friends that love yes. me. I have folks that still want to date yes. me. I got all this going on. Why am I allowing my diagnosis to, define, to win. Yeah, to define you. Right. right. Then when I realized there were a lot of young people out there mm-hmm. that were not being properly educated mm-hmm. about HIV, there was no solid black voice. Mm. You know, of course, when I was diagnosed, the, the, the big news was still Magic Johnson. Right, right, right. You know? it. And it's like, well, if you ain't got, if you ain't got Magic's money, you gonna die. Right. You know, you gonna just die. Right, right. And I'm like, well, I don't feel like I'm gonna die. So I I saw there was a gap in education. There was so much ignorance yeah. within my community, the black community, about HIV. And I said, well, let me tell my story so I can help somebody. Love else. that you controlled the, your own narrative in that. Yep. And you're right. So many think that, oh my God, you got it. So you it's an automatic death sentence that oh my God, right. walking dead, dead men walking, clear. Right. And that, right. Right. If we go to the biblical times, you know that you have to go uh, 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 unclean, 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 leprosy, leprosy. Lepra. Yeah, don't touch me. <laughs> don't don't even oh, oh, you breathed on me or or, or, or uh, right. your spit contacted me when you were talking. And 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 okay, what is right. that myth all about? What? Yeah, it's a lot, and I had to really, um, I had to educate so many people. My my mom. I had to educate my mother because Ooh, you know when she yeah. when I was diagnosed I was I mean I'm in the 90s I'm the 90s yeah, era yeah. so I'm still on the you know the AZT Ooh. and all these pills I was in that regime of the of the epidemic and my mother was like well what does this mean does this mean I can't hug you I can't right. hold you I can't this I'm like no we good right I'm like we're good and I had to educate how the virus was transmitted mm-hmm. you know I'm like all these things that people are fearing still in 2020 it's not even how the virus is transmitted. Yes, yes. So it just goes to show how the information still is not being disseminated effectively. Okay, so now you went someplace that I want to make very clear. How is HIV AIDS, how is it, one, transmitted? Let, let's go there first. And then the second part of that question, I want to clear up for people. What are the myths on how it can be transmitted that is actually lies? The lies, <laughs> okay. the lies. So let's talk through All right. how can how is it transmitted? Okay, cool. So when I educate people, when I educate teenagers, mm-hmm. when I do this, um, we just go. Right. And I honestly tell them afterwards, I said, you guys now know more than most adults. Right. Because most adults still don't know how HIV is transmitted. Mm-hmm. All right. So we all know HIV is a sexually transmitted disease, right. you know. 
it's in that class. So it is transmitted through sex. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking to adults and I say, okay, adults, how is HIV transmitted? They'll say sex. I'm like, all right, cool, bet. Right, right. Give me the types of sex that can put you at risk HIV. for HIV. Good. Just share with me the types of sex that will put you at risk. And I'm talking to adults yes, here. And this is what adults will say. Oh, that's easy. Missionary, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, doggy style. I'm like, hey, those are positions. Right, right, right. <laughs> so the position you're in has no bearing on your risk right. for HIV infection. Right. You can be upside down on a coffee table. I don't care. That's not. <laughs> so it's vaginal, yes. anal, and oral. Right. Period. Period. And I don't care how you're doing the three of those. Any if you're engaging in vaginal, anal, or oral, you're at risk for HIV infection. Okay, now let's go okay? here. I mean, si- simple yes. as that. Is it, can it be uh, heterosexual, homosexual? Uh, 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 what, what are the, because, you know, we think that it's <laughs> one-sided, that only, quote-unquote, right. gay people can get HIV. So, Is that true or false? I'm glad you brought that up because I was teaching a room full of gays one time and they said, well, Dante, how do you educate folks about gay sex? And I said, well, what exactly is gay Uh sex? Tell me what gay sex is. Sex between the two men. I'm like, I know what that is, but what do two men do? Right. Well, they have anal sex. Oh, okay. Can a man and a woman have anal sex? Yeah. So anal sex is not gay sex. Mm. Anal sex is anal sex. Oral sex is oral mm-hmm. sex. I don't care who is going down on who. It is still oral sex. Mm-hmm. So my my job that I try to do is to demystify yes. people's views about sex. Yes. There's no such thing as gay as gay sex. No such thing as lesbian sex. You have oral sex, anal sex, and vaginal right. sex. That is it. Period. And whoever you're doing the three with, you know. Right. So that, that's all. Yeah, right. You're at risk. Then it comes down to body fluids. There are only five body fluids that can transmit HIV. Thank you for education. Of course, when I. Right. Here we go. And this is very simple for everyone to understand. One body fluid every human has. Okay. Two body fluids. Only a woman Uh has two body fluids. Only a man Uh has. So if I say if I ask an audience, what is the one body fluid that we all have Uh that can transmit HIV? I'm always baffled when someone yells out spit. And I'm like, well, okay, (laughs) it's a body fluid. Let's think of a fluid that's a tad bit more potent. Just a little bit more potent. Yeah. (laughs) A tad bit more intrusive. Tab it more powerful. That fluid should be what? Oh, you mean blood? Yes. yes. Thank you. So we got blood. blood. That's the one body fluid that we all Commonality. have. You know, period. Yeah. The two body fluids that a man has is pre-cum and semen. Mm-hmm. You know, two for a woman is breast milk and vaginal secretions. Right. So when you think of it that way, HIV can trans- be transmitted through oral, anal, and vaginal sex yep. because you're exposed to those fluids, possibly, mm-hmm. and mother to infant through breast milk. Mm-hmm. So if a mother is HIV positive and she is not undetectable and she is feeding her baby from her breast, breast the baby is ingesting infected breast yes. milk. Yes. Okay. So that is why when you talked about undetectable and I can dive into that, Mm -hmm. you know, let's turn the corner real quick. So undetectable is a person who is living with HIV, but they are on their medications. They're taking their medications. Mm -hmm. They're adhering to their medications. They can become undetectable. So what does that mean specifically? Undetectable, undetectable means that a person who is at that status cannot transmit the virus. Say that one more time for the folks in the back row in the balcony sitting in the east corner (laughs) where the speaker in the church ain't that good. Right. (laughs) A person who is undetectable cannot transmit HIV. So that means there's a thing called U equals U. Right. Undetectable equals transmittable. You can Google that if you think I'm That's lying. Right. Go to That's your, right. Go to your Google, type in the letter U, the equal sign, and the letter U, and you will get U equals U, and that is undetectable equals untransmittable. That's right. A person who is adhering to their medications can become undetectable. That means the virus is hard to detect mm-hmm. when they do it when they do with the viral screening, and they cannot transmit HIV. That's excellent. All right. So that is good to know for people who are in zero discordant relationships. 
a zero discordant relationship means one person is negative and one person is positive. If the HIV positive person is undetectable, you can be in a relationship and throw the condoms out the window because you will not contract HIV. Now, that don't mean you can catch syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, herpes, all the other stuff. It means you cannot catch... Goes to, That's yes. it, HIV. Yes. Right, right, right. Exactly. And because we don't want to to give the disclaimer with that 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 now it just leaves people. We want everyone to be responsible for how they are sexually involved uh, with that, right. especially this time where there's no sex shaming. Well, we're not here to shame anyone. We want to teach people how no. to be responsible in that. Because Dante, I have so many, and, and thank you for the opportunity. Dante, you opened up doors for me to work with those young men at APLA, and I'm ever so grateful for them, for that, for that opportunity. And and one of the things we, we without disclosing any of those young men, talked about is about how to be sexually responsible in that. Right. Just because you are, are detectable or not detectable does not mean you should have the license of just sleeping around with everyone and anyone in an unprotective manner. But we want you to be sexually right. responsible for that because you still, like you said, can still get gonorrhea, still can get chlamydia, all these other things like that as well. Um, is it, so so let's let's change. It. Oh, I'm sorry. Anything else that you had in there? You because you got a world of knowledge. You know, we need a part one, part two. <laughs> I'm just a passenger. Listen, I'm just a listen, passenger. You, you're educating and, and it's about educating our people. I and it's about it's about honestly being being comfortable having these conversations. Yes. People, people are having sex, but don't want to talk about it. They are. And, and you know, Dante, we won't even go here. They're having it in the church. Uh, we're, we're not oh, talking about it right now as we speak. Right, right, right. I'm just glad the Lord didn't pull back the curtain on the black church because we would have made the Catholic church look like romper room. <laughs> Listen, exactly. <laughs> and I all and I, when I'm educating youth, um, I always when we talk about sex and um, you know, I go there when I'm talking yes. to kids, and I always tell them, I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna sit here and giggle, you're not ready for this conversation. That's right. You're not ready to have That's sex. That's right. If you're still if you're still giggling and laughing when a body part is mentioned, you are not ready to have sex. Mm-hmm. You know, if you cannot have a healthy, mature conversation about sex, because sex can change your life. Exactly. You can either become a parent. Right. You can contract something you can't get yes. rid of. You know, you become emotionally attached. Yes. You know, them soul ties kick Come in. On. Sex is life changing. And if we cannot have these conversations without you laughing or chuckling or joking, then that proves to me that you're you are too ready. young to be having sex. And, and, you're not ready. And, and 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 age, we're not we're talking about even emotional, emotional age. Right. Because I know some 20, 30 year olds who giggle and all that, that baby, you're not ready. You you shouldn't be having sex. Right. So you need to go sit down somewhere and go get some sex right. education classes where we we can uh, actively call out body parts and you not be, ooh, 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 you know. Right. Well, I don't say it like mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah. well, that's what they call it. Exactly. So. Exactly. Exactly. Let's, since this is the Mental Health Matters show, let's talk about what you are seeing in terms of mental health as it comes to, you mentioned earlier, a lot of depression, uh, not having a support system with that and how that can. I'm a firm believer that your mental health definitely does drive your physical and emotional health as well. That even in a situation, uh, and if we could talk about even you, how was it for you mentally and emotionally when you first discovered in, in 99 that you were HIV positive? Ooh. I hear you. I gave moment of silence. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to Listen. digest. Right. So when I was, okay, so... I was my 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 story of contracting HIV is is comical now and I don't know how I survived it. So I was right. in a relationship with a person and um we broke up. Mm-hmm. And I went into a very bad depression. Right. We were together for for years. Mm-hmm. And you know in the gay community years is a life, does not happen. right. <laughs> right. So we were together for years. Exactly. And when we broke up, it devastated me to the point where I went to therapy at the at the coaching of my boss. Mm. Fortunately, I had an openly gay boss mm-hmm. and she was looking and said, what's wrong with you? Your, your energy has changed. You're not the life of the party no more. I'm like, we're not together no more. Oh, my God, I can't live. I'm 20, 29 years right. old, 28 right. years old, just thinking life is over. Right. She said, have you gone to counseling? I said, oh, no, I'm safe. You know, we don't. <laughs> oh, no, I go to, I call on the right, Lord. I go to Jesus. Right. I don't sit and talk to nobody and share my troubles. 
Um, she said, well, you better go to counseling or you're going to get written up, yada, yada, yada. Oh, okay. So I went and saw the therapist. <laughs> okay. I did a little counseling thing, and it was encouraging. Oh, have you been tested for HIV? I'm like, for what? We were together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were monogamous. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I went and took the test at the urging of my therapist, and the test came back negative. Mm. So, well, the, they they told me it was negative. Okay. So then I started a new relationship, mm-hmm. and I'm with somebody new, and I'm we're we're having a good time, and we're dating because I was a serial monogamous. Mm-hmm. I'm like I I couldn't be alone. I got to be with somebody. Mm. So in this new relationship, um, we're we're four months in, and then I get a call at work, and they said, "You need to come to the doctor." Yada yada yada. We made a mistake. Your test did come back positive. Wait, 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 wait. And this was this was right. This was four months after they initially tested me. I'm now in this new relationship. Right. And they said we made a mistake. A mistake. You you, know, you don't make mistakes with that. Right. So long story short, I find out I have HIV. Mm-hmm. My T cell count is 225. So I'll break that down really yes, quick. People who are diagnosed with um, people who are, are HIV negative, your T cells range between like 900 yes. to 1400. Yes. Your T cells are what fight off infection. People who have HIV, their T cells drop. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's called a compromised immune, immune system. system because your immune system is not strong enough to fight off the common cold. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. you just have a weakened immune system because HIV is killing off your T cells. So my T cells have, were at 225 when I was diagnosed. Now, 200 and below is an AIDS diagnosis. Yes. And yours was at what so it, was again? 225? 200. And I was at 225. I had no signs, no symptoms, nothing right. that would make me even think that I was infected with anything. Right. But to know that I was that close to being diagnosed AIDS, with AIDS right. was life changing. So I go home and I tell my partner, I said, hey, today I was diagnosed with HIV, yada, right. yada, yada. Mentally, I was I was prepared to be dumped and talked mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. but my partner was like, "Well, I know folks that have HIV. We're going to get through this together." Mm-hmm. So I felt a load lifted, yeah. and this was in December of 1999. Wow. December 25th of 1999, I discovered that that partner that was so compassionate and so there for me was in fact HIV positive. And had been for two years, but had never disclosed the status to me. Okay, that that is a silent moment. She won that. Yes, yes, right. yes. So after telling the person that I was with, you know, mm-hmm. that I had contracted the virus, find out he had HIV. That's the long-term mm-hmm. one. The new one that I had been with for four or five months had had HIV for two years, but did not tell me. So I entered into... The 2000s, right. you know, mentally, I was gone. Mm. It was a wrap because I felt that I got what I deserved. I was supposed to have this, you know, right. and I had given up on myself. And I'm like, this is it's just a wrap. And then add to that, the person that I was now with saw my vulnerability, mm-hmm. saw my my weakness and became, you know, verbally and physically abusive. Mm. I had no will to fight back. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I'm getting what I deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to love me. I might as well just stay with you. You right, know, this right. is, this is all I'm going to get in life. You know? So I attempted suicide and I did all kind of stuff because I had just hit rock bottom because there was no place for me to go and talk right. about my new diagnosis without me being surrounded by white gay men. Right. So no one and that looks like, like you, no one, nothing is being told. So in I our was, communities. I was, right. I was counseled. I was advised to go to some support groups. I walk in the support group and I'm with all these old white men who had had HIV since like 91. And mm. I'm like, yo, this is not my story. I'm black. Right. I'm hood. Black. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm not just, you know, I'm, I'm black. Right. right. And it was, it wasn't comfortable. Right. And then going home to a toxic relationship and then, and then the fears. And then on top of that, being someone who was raised in church mm-hmm. and told my whole life that I'm going to go to hell for being gay. Mm-hmm. Um, God is cursing right. me with, with this, right. you know, so I didn't feel loved by God. Right. I didn't feel loved by my partner. I was scared to tell my friends what I was going through because I had nowhere to go. So, it it was a terrible year. I started off the millennium horrible. Mm-hmm. It was like I was hopeless mm-hmm. and I didn't care anymore. Wow. So I finally found the strength to leave that bad relationship wow. um, with the urging of him. You know, we left each other, put it that mm-hmm. way. And um, 
and I, I was, I became this guy that was, I wasn't going to have sex with you, but I'm going to take you for everything you got. Mm, mm-hmm. So that was my way of getting back. Sure, sure. I'm like, I'm not having sex because I don't, I'm not going to disclose. I don't feel like disclosing to everybody. You know, I got this whole thing. I'm not going to do that to mm-hmm. you. But if you got money, I'm dating you. And so, you know, if you can of, buy me this and buy yeah, me that, I'm dating. A form of denial. You know, in that dealing yeah. with your depression, yeah. and 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 it's even a stage of what I would even say in the grieving process as well. Oh because my god! The yeah. life as you knew it is now dead, and you had to come to right. grips with that. And then there was no one to coach you through the grieving process, so you're left right. out there for yourself. So as a result, you went into self protection mechanism and to self protection right. mode with that. Wow, amazing. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was an, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. So I tell people now when they're newly diagnosed um, and they're talking to me, I'm like, you can share any kind of story with me. Cause I guarantee you I've right. been through it, you know? So, and I, I look back over my life, you know, <laughs> Come on, song. As I, look back over <laughs> <Right>. my life. <laughs> I look back and I say, wow, I went through certain things yeah. for the season I'm in now. You know, not understanding right. it then, but now I'm I am so prepared um, and equipped yes. to kind of help people navigate through the the process of living with HIV or being in yes. a bad relationship, being in a physically abusive relationship. Because yes. when you're wow. when you're gay, a lot of those microaggressions they get swept under the rug mm-hmm. because because for some the the blackness supersedes the gayness. Yes. So it's like I'm already black. And I'm dealing with the police out here trying to kill so us. So there's one and target whatnot. on you, right? I'm dealing. I'm dealing with living in these oppressive environments, mm-hmm. you know, as a black mm-hmm. man, because they see that first. Mm-hmm. Then I add my gayness, and my gayness is not appreciated by the blacks mm-hmm. that I want to be out and stand in solidarity right. with, because now I'm too gay to be black. Right, and, and that's a whole other conversation about whole other conversation about, about masculinity so like, in the black right. gay community. Bingo. So I'm black. I'm gay. I got HIV, a triple wow. minority. Wow. How do I navigate? How do I navigate through these spaces? Mm-hmm. You know, right. because now I got now you got HIV positive, HIV negative gay people yes. shaming HIV positive black people. Yes. So it's like, but we both gay. But but you now, know, Dante, I've even heard and even in some of the, the sessions I've done with some of these men and some of these other that, you know, the things that they say, oh, they have the package. The sauce. The sauce. Uh, house in Vegas. HIV. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he got a house in Vegas. Yeah. Right. I was on a, I did a, um, I jumped on my friend's show earlier this week and I had did a talk similar to this about HIV mm-hmm. in the black community. Mm-hmm. And one of the commenters jumped on the thing, you know, social media, right. everybody got an opinion. Right. And she said, oh my God, it's the AIDS boy. Look at him. Wow. This, this like is 2020. 2020. This is this is four days. Ago. Four, four days ago, twenty twenty. Four days ago, <laughs> in, in the midst of a yeah. pandemic. This pandemic, and I said the AIDS boy. Wow. Now I I laughed it off because I'm like, wow, you're ignorant, right? But I'm like the AIDS boy. Somebody else that would take them out. Yes. It's like that's all you see. I'm I'm the AIDS boy. Okay. But but even with okay. that, someone like you said, you have processed it, dealt with it. But someone who's new at that, that could definitely exactly. send them tail spinning to get to that lowest point of your, like you were at where you're just like, well, hell, if this is the way that everyone is thinking and what they think about me, I might as well take my own life because now I or go out there and run wild with my, my, my wingy wing and just put everybody in sight without a condom. Right. Because some people are looking at HIV. They're they're looking for a look, right? You don't, you look clean, right? You right. Know, you don't like you have nothing. You're not coughing. You're not skinny. You're not right. this. You're not that. So when it comes to conversations about about you know protection and exactly. past partners, that doesn't happen. Right. That does not happen, especially in heterosexual relationships, mm-hmm. because most black women they'll look at the black man and say, "Oh my God, he's super duper masculine. Mm-hmm. He would never." Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed. Those be the those be the same ones that have their knees to their ears. And you like, oh my goodness, I never would have imagined yes. that that Jaheem yes. or Tyrone or Raekwon Come on. would sleep with another man. Yes. You know Dante, can you give us just for our viewers some brief statistics about where 
HIV, the infection rate is in our black community as far as you know it. I know I'm actually going to do the top of your head, so I'm not going to hold you to anything. Right, I know, I know, but but this yeah. is what you do. You know, I, I, when I when I, even when I have patients and clients, I, I look to you for getting um, um, the latest education in that because you really are just that, a community change agent, like you said. You, uh, in that, really, that, that's who you are. And, and, and what the realists don't realize is you've gone to major national conferences conferences in D.C. every year. You know, you've spoke at these conferences. You really are when it comes to the Southern California and I'm going to say even the West Coast. You, you cannot talk about HIV in the black community and being a change agent without your name popping up in less than three minutes. And I'll even say two wow. minutes, really, because you, you, you establish you, yourself as the uh, go-to person with that. If I need help and need connections, I need to feel safe. If I need to have someone to talk to, your name really does come up um, in that. That's humbling. <laughs> That's really humbling because it, it wasn't something I set out to be or to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I just try to I just try to be accessible to people. Right. And it's funny because um, I'll get an email or an inbox and I'll go back to the stats, yeah. but I'll get an email in an inbox from people. And then when I respond, they're like, oh my God, you wrote me back. I was like, but you wrote me with a question and a concern and why would I not write you back? But it goes to show that there are some people that, yeah. that their motives for doing the work is totally different. Most definitely. And I'm I'm people driven and I'm people first. Yeah. You know, um, at, at the core of all of this, I want people to be OK. Yes. I want them to feel OK yes. mentally. Yes. Um, and as far as the, the statistics, we all know, you know, California, well, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. New York, um, New York, DC, Chicago, um, and then and then the cluster, uh, a huge cluster, is the South. Yes, you know we talk in Mississippi, Alabama, yep. Louisiana, yep. and the reasons the reasons that it is so um, prevalent in the South. And if you go to any of these national conferences, the South is always highlighted. Mm-hmm. It's the South, the South, the South, mm. because the South is the Bible Belt, and the South is run yep. by the church. And of course, the church is not for homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So if you got a cluster of of, of gays or, or members of the black gay mm-hmm. community, black gay men, they don't have resources right. because a lot of resources are shunned within their little hometown because they can't walk into the HIV testing clinic right. with, without the whole neighborhood saying, oh, my God, I just saw Jim Bob yep. go to get that HIV test. He must be gay. Mm-hmm. He must be a homosexual, you know. So when we don't have access and then you got to think some I've met people who've, who've had to drive an hour and a half to two hours for their their HIV checkup. Wow. Because they were not near any kind of health clinic that provided HIV specialty care. So so we have people that are not in care. Yeah. You know, not not on medication, but still engaging in, in sexual activities. So we call them high risk individuals. And, and we got to do we got to do better with understanding that HIV is the human immunodeficiency virus human 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 we got to look at it from a human perspective that's good you know and and not sexual orientation that's so good and and if they don't have access to uh medical care now let's flip it to the um access to mental health care and then if we're talking about as me as a black male therapist i represent one percent of the entire mental health field. So how, mm-hmm. who did now, who do they have to, who do black men have to go to? That's why I, I couldn't thank you enough for the opportunity to share with these so that because they were so relieved to have a black man that looked like them who might be empathetic right. and, and, and at least say, Hey, this is a black man uh, who looks like me that I can share my story with, and I'm not going to be judged. Uh, in it. Right. And, and that's even in, 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 Difficult in our um, therapeutic world as well, because we have some of these and, and, and some of our black male therapists and, and even black therapists rock. We've had some very heated discussion when it comes around um, therapy for those who might be infected or that type of thing, because it's still controversial in the quote unquote professional world where we're supposed to be and trained to be unbiased and not to have a judgmental eye. We have a lot of work right. to do, Dante. So you can't give right. up, man. We, 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 you got to be <laughs> out there. And, and that's what I love. I, you know, I have to support you and bring other people to be so you, you can educate them and how we can do this thing in changing humanity first. Right. And I think it's, it's important because when you talk about the mental aspect mm-hmm. of it, that it, it even 
shockingly, it even goes to the medical aspect. You have a lot of medical doctors who work in the HIV field, but are still not um, proficient in the language that would relate to a black gay man. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's also offensive that that you're assumed to be sexually active because you have HIV. Yes. You know, I I, I go to the doctor and they always say, you want an STD test? It's like, why? Why don't for what? Well, you're not having sex. Well, you think I'm just out there just just tooting it up everywhere? What's what's going on? You know, or they'll they'll assume that well, you're having receptive anal sex, right? Because you're gay. Well, where where are you getting right, information? Right. You need to I learn about teach, the community. Teach. Right. And then from the mental mental health perspective, I think one of the biggest things that a lot of mental health professionals for one that I would love to see them begin to okay. tackle is church trauma. Oh, that's good. Because a lot of a lot of my friends within within this community, we we've been raised within the black yes. church. We've grown up. All we know is the black church. Mm-hmm. When we go and sit on a therapist's couch, that is really taking us outside of our wheelhouse. Yes. That is that's confusing. It's different because all we are taught is to go to God in mm-hmm. prayer. Go to God. So it would be nice to have a therapy that would be able to navigate around our spiritual understanding. Yes. You know, and, and tap into how just how to separate the church building. Yes. You know, because we have we have this trauma within us. It's like, well, I don't ever want to go to church again mm-hmm. because the church folks hate me. So we will equate the church folks with God. Mm-hmm. God never said I hated mm-hmm. you. Now, how the interpretations of scripture and all that, that's a whole different right. story. But to have a therapist to be able to help us unpack this church trauma. Yes would be a beautiful thing so that we can enter interweave ourselves back into our church experiences because a lot of black gay men have been isolated from their families mm, because right, of church. Right. It's like if all my cousins and everybody's going to big mama house every Sunday, cause they all went to church together, but I can't right. go because I'm the odd man out. That's another layer of trauma that still stems back to the church. And that is, that black church specific ostracization how they're being ostracized. And then therefore they're putting lonely. So then that, that just is in, in the spiral down of depression and all of that. Okay, right. Now you, you've heard it first here on the mental health matters with Marty show. Shout out to my girl, Dr. Gwen Allen, who is in uh, OBGYN in uh, Gardena, the uh, Gardena Women's Center. She does amazing work over there as well. And she is so pro educating our community. I got to get the two of you together, Dante, um, in that. Hey, I would love that. But me. And find me a therapist, Marty. I need a black therapist. I cannot find a black therapist because all the black therapists I know are my friends. Right. So they're like, oh, I can't, I can't see, see you. So now I don't want to befriend any black therapist because I may meet them one day. Listen, I, I got something that I'm going to refer out to you on the East Coast. Please. That, 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 yes, yes. Because honestly, doing this work is taxing. Because you take on you take on so many different emotions, you know, yes. and and you don't know how to do certain boundaries. Like, well, I I don't want to help you all the way because right. I got to make sure I'm okay. Right. So I need someone to go talk to to unload all this. But I cannot find a black therapist in Los Angeles that has openings. <laughs> well, to save my we're life. We're on Zoom now, and there's they do have this. Uh, uh, those who have LPC uh, uh, licensed clinic, uh, licensed professional counselor, they can cross state lines. Mine, because I'm California marriage and family therapist. I'm specific to California, but if I go to to apply to other states, we can't. So that that's being very technical and probably more than you want to know right now. We can make that happen. <laughs> but but here's what I'm saying, Dante. We need to write a book together that deals with the mental health and the education of HIV and AIDS in the black community that's specifically written for our communities of color throughout the country. I think it could be a powerful book that we definitely do because you're absolutely right. We got to start it tomorrow. You know, folks will take your idea in a minute. You ain't never lied. That that should have been off camera. (laughs) Copyright it today. Listen, we're going to edit yeah. that part out. Ray, edit that part out because yeah. we don't want the Negroes to steal our idea. It's gone. Now it's gone. No, no, it's edited out. So we can, that's the beauty of this. We can edit whatever we want out. So Ray, edit that part out so we go do that. <laughs> but no, I think that's going to be amazing. We, we need to. And, and you know, I, I, I can ride on the coattails of, of Dr. Morrison. Um, <laughs> but 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 with the, um, okay, where are we at? The, the, the church, church, church stuff and all that. Let's let's move. And so I'm uh, so I can kind of keep true to our uh, let's wrap this all up and then we'll take shout out uh, how people can get a hold of you. 
Okay. Um, Dante, you have been phenomenal. We, we got to have a part two in the near future because we have barely scratched the surface on talking right. about this. There's so much, so many layers uh, with that. And I agree with you uh, uh, in, in all that you do. And this speaks to all professionals. You know, I have a, my own therapist because they're a good therapist sees a therapist. And I love that. And a good community change agent. I love that title for you, man. Yeah. Uh, we all have to see someone to unload because the work is so great what we do and how we're changing life that we cannot take on the weight of the world. And that will then slow our mission down and we will be less effective in that. So for our listeners, man, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. Uh, again, listeners, this is just part one. We're going to have Dante in on the near future. At least every, we need to do this every quarter just to kind of. I'm with yeah. you because I think we shouldn't wait till World AIDS Day to talk about HIV within the black community. Because, I mean, once a year and I tell everybody that all the yes. time. Y'all wait to not just you, Marty, right. but my phone starts to blow this up this time of year, mid-November. Uh-huh. Yeah. You busy? You busy? You busy? <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. You know, I'm free in June. People are having sex in June. Yes. In July, August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Valentine's Day. Find out they have, yeah, they find out all year long. You know. You're absolutely right. How can our listeners get a hold of you? Awesome. So if you're on social media, of course, uh-huh. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just type in Dante Morrison, D-O-N-T-A Morrison, um, and you can find me there. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh-huh. Dante Morrison. And then on YouTube, you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Dante Morrison, and you can like and follow the Dante show. You can check us out Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, I'm always even open to guests on my show. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got to come back on as Always. well. But yeah, I'm very easy to find. I made sure that all of my social media handles were simple. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, Dante, on Instagram. You yes. know, uh, too hard. <laughs> so it's Dante Morrison, D O N T A Morrison on all social media platforms. Or if you feel free to email me at Dante Morrison at gmail.com if you have concerns or questions about HIV. If Love you're newly it. diagnosed and you want someone to talk to, you know, just a listening ear, I can, we can be email buddies and all kinds of stuff. So I'm here for the people. I want everyone to know that they yes, have someone. That's right. No one should feel alone, you know, as we, especially this year that's right. with all. All that's going all on, that's going you on. know, all that's going on. No one should feel alone. So if you're living with HIV, newly diagnosed, previously diagnosed, you got questions or concerns, just hit me up and I'll write you. Love back. it. You have a website. What's your website? Oh, my God. Imagine this. Dante Morrison dot com. Wow. 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 <laughs> Dante Morrison dot com. I love it. I love it. OK. <laughs> what the fans and, and the listeners do not know, you have written books. Tell us about your books. Yep. I have two books out. So if, if you were listening to the top of the show, you heard when I gave my story about, um, you know, finding out I had HIV, my partner had HIV and tell me. And then I went through this whole dark season yes. because I also became a, a straight again person. You know, I, I'm the original Andrew Caldwell. You know, I'm not gay no more. So <laughs> in, in 2000, right in 2002, I, you know, did the whole I'm not going to be gay anymore. I'm going to devote right, myself to right. the church and everything. Well, in that space. I lost 99% of my gay friends because they all felt I turned my back mm-hmm. on them and I was a fraud because I was a guy that was always in the clubs, always partying, but now I'm this clergy person. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just just church boy. Mm-hmm. And they thought I was going to start shaming them like they had been shamed right. by all the, the Christians they knew in the yes. past. So I was by myself. So in that downtime, I wrote a book that really chronicled my life in my 20s, talked about my journey. Um, but it's it's fact-based fiction. It's a fun read. Um, I have that one that I wrote the sequel to it to give people kind of a time. You didn't give us the title of the first one. Oh, well, I'm done. I'm still pitching. Okay, my bad. okay, okay. So then the sequel, the sequel put a bow on the, the first one. All right. So the first one is the end of the rainbow, and the sequel is yesterday clarified. Both of them can be found on Amazon.com or my website, DanteMorrison.com. And I would love to have people purchase and I will ship it out, autograph to you the next Yes, time. sir. And I've read both of those. They're absolutely amazing. So yes, <laughs> definitely. You. Okay. And the last thing. You're going to be starting your resuming a podcast. So starting over again, talk to us about your podcast that you're going to be doing. 
I am going to resume a podcast because I have noticed that conversations about HIV for people living with HIV are few and far between, especially African-Americans. Um, so with that, I'm going to start a podcast really going to promote some mm-hmm. some hope insight, right. education, for people living with HIV, have some guests on that are also living with the virus that can be relatable to people. I know women do not have a voice when it comes to HIV right. because all of the money and funding goes towards black yes. gay men. Yes. We have a lot of heterosexual, cisgendered women yes. who are living with HIV, but we don't know because we don't talk about it. So my my platform is going to be really a, a Black voices for people living with HIV because it's so important. I I have recently had conversations this week with parents who just found out their children had HIV and the the mothers are like, well, can can I still drink after my child? I got to buy all new dishes. And I'm like, it's 2020 and we still are not educated on how to coexist with someone living with HIV. So the the podcast is really going to provide information on that and and just give a voice and let folks know that this has not gone anywhere. Just because we're not talking about does not mean people are not still getting infected because they are getting infected. And it's not just black gay men. Right. It's black people. That's right. Black people are contracting HIV, period. Period. Dante, Dr. Dante Morrison. (laughs) Coming coming soon. soon. Yes. (laughs) I cannot thank you enough, man, for all your wisdom. This is not the last time. We have been boys for a long time now. And I appreciate all the opportunities you have given me. Much continued success. Congratulations again on this upcoming graduation uh, as you're writing that dissertation. Uh, hats off, keep doing it, man, and keep being a community change agent. Much love, my brother. Much love. Much love to you, my friend. Yes. And as always, I want to thank you for joining me for this week's edition of Mental Health Matters with Marty, featuring none other than Dr. Dante Morrison, community change agent and social entrepreneur. You could have chosen to listen to any other podcast, but I'm so glad that you chose this one. Please share this podcast with those who you know can be impacted positively by this mental health tool that I've given you today. Apple listeners, please give us a five-star rating and a review for others to see. Likewise, become an iMatter member on Mental Health Matters with Marty by simply texting iMatter to 31996 to get all exclusive and premier information. As well, subscribe to my webpage at mentalhealthmarty.com. There you will find some amazing merchandise to support you in your journey of maintaining your mental health and wellness. In this journey called life, You don't have to secretly suffer in silence and the shadow of shame. It is my desire to break the negative stigma of mental health and wellness for all people. We must stop the stinking thinking by challenging our toxic mindsets. So as I say each week, speak up, speak out, and live. And always remember to enjoy your life.